Out here. <clears throat> they will field this way in the outfield from left to right. Left fielder number three, Peyton Hankins. In center field number four, Briar Fleischer. And in right field number nine, Dawson Hensley. Around the infield for the Blue Bullets. The third base, Bo Honeycutt. Shortstop, Jason Heist. Second baseman, David Heist. First baseman, Keegan Finley. Behind the plate, Alex Van Aken. And on the mound, Evan Rosal. I'm Sean Temple alongside Tony Warren. What does Evan Rosal, what's Evan Rosal's stats on the season? What's he got coming in? Well, he's coming in undefeated. He's got 3 0 record with a uh, 288 ERA. So, I mean, he's, he's got the stats. He's one of six seniors today that just walked out with his parents. So, I'm really looking to see if he can manipulate this person and get the jitters out of the way and, and just go to work. All right, digging in for his first at bat is Aiden Parkins, today's pitcher for the Red Storm. First pitch from Rousel taken up and in for a ball. Kind of the count. And you heard Coach Reed in the pregame interview. He really wants to work on his guys getting ahead here as we get closer to the postseason. Right, right. And he, and he also touched on uh, uh, hitting. You know, he wants small ball. I mean, not necessarily small ball, but, you know, situational hitting. We touched on it a little bit in the pregame. Rousel misses with his second pitch, 2-0 and the count to Parkins. Up and away, 3-0 and now, really falling behind Parkins, who I don't know if we should call him Otani or what. He's, he had a home run last week. Parkins did an out-of-the-park out homer last week, and he's pitching today. So uh, swung on, fouled down the first baseline. I might have missed that second pitch. Might have been a strike. That's so that might have been 2-1 and because I couldn't see maybe giving Parkins a green light. Here, open that's up what I was going to ask you. Yeah, did he have the green light on 3-0? Yeah, so early. No, uh, no scoreboard here at uh, Billy Knox Memorial Park yet, so. There with us, popped up and out of play, does Parkins. I hope. So I think I'm going to call it 2-2. Two two. The umpire hasn't given the signal yet. On the bases, we do have the venerable Hall of Famer, Dave Hasley. Dave Hasley, the Hall of Famer, yeah. And I was going to touch on that. I hoped Tony LaRusso was not in the ballpark <laughs> if this young man swung at 3-0. Oh. That's right. Because <laughs> in high school, everybody's a position player, right? Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> All right, we're going to say 2-2 two, two count. So I haven't seen anything from the umpire yet. Curveball, nice pitch by Rosal. Gets Art uh, Parkins down on strikes. Look, that was a nice pitch. That was a very nice pitch. You know, you talked about some jitters a little bit. He, he threw the first two up and out of the zone, and then he just came right back and went to work. Digging in for the Red Storm here. The center fielder, number 12, Nolan Lefflery Jr. Leffler on this season is hitting, uh, what's Leffler at, 5-12. Yeah. Nice. Nice batting average. There's a bunch of nice batting averages through this United order. Well, I was looking at that in the pregame. I thought, geez, who do I put my highlighter on? I can <laughs> highlight all of it. This is down, up and in with the first pitch to Leffler. Now down and away in the dirt. So 2-0 and falling behind. Nolan Leffler, Cormac Flynn on deck, Toby Turnquist in the hole, up and in. Now 3-0. and Now that I'm sure of. There we go. Now we got a sign from the umpire. <laughs> it is 3-0. and well, I'll tell you, though, for all the rain, this field just looks incredible. It is. They've done, got a strike outside corner. I'm not far from up here. I mean, we're up up uh, kind of the second deck here in this beautiful press box here that uh, Knoxville's put up. That looked like it did. Couldn't quite see the height, but a pretty good pitch there from Ronald. I think he caught some of the plate. You bet. 3-1 pitch now. Yeah, he does miss with that one. So a one-out walk to Nolan Leffler. We'll bring the three, four hitters up here. Coleman Flynn. Flynn, uh, another one of those nice averages, right at 500. Uh, you got Toby Turnquist on deck at 587. Uh, Colin Jinks in the hole at 575. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're, if you're uh, Mr. Rosal out there today, you're thinking, where do I get a break? Rosal throws over to first to keep Leffler close. What's, uh, what's Leffler on the season stolen base-wise? He does have. Looks like he's got uh, 
eight of the eight, 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 right? yeah, eight hasn't been caught yet. So perfect eight for eight. Swung on a miss. Good off-speed pitch from Rosal. Really nice pitch. Had Cormac Flynn way out in front of there. So he's ahead in the count, 0-1. Got great skies here. Uh, see a little bit of blue peeking through, but just need about a two-hour window to get this one in. The pitching staff's maybe an hour and a half. <laughs> correct, correct, yes. <laughs> Not going his left or up and in. Something has to give today because I believe both pitchers are coming in undefeated. Uh, Aiden Parkins is 2-0, and and Evan Rondo is 3-0. and So something has to give, does it not? You would think so. You would think so. And up misses over but high. 2-1 and one now. He's behind Cormac Flynn. And the last thing you want to do against, against 500 hitters is fall behind. Absolutely, sure. yeah. <laughs> but we're still not going there. Not a huge lead over there. Fouled straight back up over our broadcast location. That evens the count at 2-2 with Huawei. Runner at first base. Leffler not a hugely, not quite out to the cutout on the infield. Grass baselines here. You see that a whole lot, but uh, you got the cutout, the big circle cutout going and hit and run. Hit and run. It's going to split the outfielders. We'll see if Coach Molik sends the runner. They are, and no play at the plate. Good jump off first base. Of course, he was running. A little hit-and-run double by Cormac Flynn. Puts the Red Storm up one nothing. Boy, that was a timely, timely hit-and-run there. That, that was very well executed, and we talk about it all the time. Walks always come back to haunt you. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's a free pass. you you, you got to limit those. And uh, looking at the uh, blue bullets, they got uh, 50, 52 walks to 110 strikeouts as a staff. So that's 2-1, to one and that's a pretty good ratio. But now ground ball to first base. It's going to creep foul, so 0-1 oh the count to Turnquist for the runner in scoring position. one nothing United here jumping out on top of the Blue Bulls on the season. Turnquist, we talked about his 587 already, does have three doubles, does have a home run on the season. Actually, the uh, Red Storm had three home runs and a doubleheader just the other day. Well, and, and Coach Mullet talked in the pregame about uh, Toby Turnquist also being one of his aces on the mound. He's getting a day off from that today, but he still brings the lumber. Yeah, I, in the pregame interview, I got a chance to talk uh, with Coach Reed, and he talked about one of his pitchers not getting it. And then he was hurt the sophomore year. Same thing with Toby Turnquist. He was, yeah. he was hurt his sophomore year with uh, Tommy John surgery and then this last year with COVID. So it's kind of the same situation. Toby fouled out of play. And Toby is going to go play baseball at Augustana College. All right, good deal. Staying, staying somewhat local, yeah. you know, head up to the Quad Cities. They got a nice facility up there. I was just there Thursday night. Oh, that's yeah, that is nice, very nice. Oh, and to the count, Turnquist as he fouls off the third pitch from Rowie, drills him right in the thigh. I got away from, I got away from Rosal there. I couldn't tell what grip he had as far as what he was trying to get accomplished there. But boy, he hits Turnquist on an 0-2 pitch. That's what gets those yeah. gray hairs. Yeah, that's kind of. <laughs> That'll actually bring Coach Reed out to the mound. What it'll do? Certainly will. Is he making the slow walk out to uh, the pitcher's mound, or is it Rick's age? Anything's a slow walk at this point, isn't it? I can't say anything. He's younger than I. Am. <laughs> That's a good boy. He's way younger than I am too, for sure. <laughs> As he gets a chance to talk to Ross a little bit, and uh, talk to the infield here a little bit, kind of giving that slow nod like everything's going to be just fine. Right. You get a ground ball, and you're, you're walking back to the dugout, or at least hustling back to the dugout. So, Digging is Colin Jenks. This guy, he was our athlete of the week last week because the week prior he had 13 plate appearances, 
and reach base 12 of those 13. I mean, this just a fantastic week for Collins. Yeah. Couldn't get him out. How about that? And he comes in with a 500 average. 18 RBIs. He's make this kid leads the team in RBI. He got a chance to get one here. First and second, runner going, hit and run again, fouled out of play, deep foul ball. That's going to get up on the, going to bounce off the school over there. Almost on the roof of the junior high. <laughs> I'd say he was sitting on that pitch. <laughs> yeah, runner for all, too. That's uh, odd. 0-1, oh, one. one away. Now the pick off the second. Yeah, Rousel, somebody told Evan, yeah, they were going on you there at last pitch. Yeah. Keep them close. Coach Mullick really pushing the buttons early in this one. It's that time of year to start working on things. Yeah. The, the, yep. the thing is, and talking to all the baseball coaches this year, and softball coaches for that matter, they haven't had a lot of practice time to work on situational stuff. Right. Going again, throw the third, plenty of time, and they tag out the runner at oh. third. No, he missed the tag. The throw was just... On the shortstop side of third base, so he had to reach out to get the the uh, pitch. Didn't get the sweep tag in, so a double steal by for that storm. Yeah, that's that's got to be disappointing if you're Coach Reed because the throw did beat him. Now you just got to knuckle down and get him out. Pitch to Jinx, taken for a strike, so that makes the count one and two. One and two on Jinx, trying to get a couple more behind to add to that team leading total. I do have an open base, and on deck is Parker Cassidy. Cassidy is hitting. That was a over the third base and said, that'll get one home. Coach Mollick will hold up the runner going to third. Throw comes in, up the line a little bit. Probably would have been in time. So a RBI single by Colin Jinks brings home Cormac Bloom with the second United round here in the top of the first inning, and you got runners on the corner. Still in trouble here. Yeah, and you have to wonder... If Coach Ryan Mullet keeps pushing the button, will he send the runner at first? Jenks on the season. Look at his running stats. He has got seven stolen bases. He has been caught twice. That was a pretty good throw from uh, the Knoxville catcher, Ben Aiken, at third. So at least it puts it puts it in the back of your mind. And now trotting down, maybe trying to get into a rundown. Still trotting down. Now they're going to throw. See, that's just one of those things. If you're going to throw, then you should have already thrown it. Yeah, it's one of those situational things you know, with first and third, and a guy kind of gets one of those delayed steals where you just kind of trot up the line, hoping they throw right. down and get the run in, and if not, you get the steal, and that's exactly what happened. And now the end will come in for the blue bullets. Strike on the outside corner. So now you're having miles on your way ahead here, 0-2. I don't think you have the luxury. And this goes back to I can tell that I've been out of practice calling games with you because normally I – Keep track of the pitches. <laughs> I got the pitch count, <laughs> but I think you just got to go right after the center. Yeah, I do too. And that's a, that's a whole nother with the 105 pitch count. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole nother thought process on how do you how do you waste O2? How do you waste right. one waste right. one two? Because you want to keep that pitch count down. Yeah, it just makes the coaches' jobs harder. One and two, swung on, pop, fly down the third base line, it'll drift out of play. So Parker Cassidy stays alive here, the junior. Cassidy hitting 367. Does have five RBIs. Does he made it hitter today for the Red Storm? Pitch, curveball, boy, he hung it. Fouled down the left field line, thankfully for the Blue Bullets. That one kind of hung up in the zone there a little bit. Didn't have much bite to it. No, and you can see that this Red Storm team came with the attitude that they're going to attack, 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 attack. 2 2 the count. Or excuse me, 1 2. 1 and 2. 
And another pop foul out of play. Good at bat here by Parker Cassidy. Good quality at bats. He'll see seven pitches. I think that's the, that's the borderline for a quality at bat. See seven pitches, I believe. Or do something with your at bat before seven. The new one of those new stats. Yeah, I think. Yeah, all, all kinds of stats. <laughs> do we have exit velocity today? That's what I want to know. Where's that up on the board? <laughs> one two bit struck out. As Parker Cassidy swings through a fastball for the second out of the inning, that'll bring up Carter DeMuth. The Redstone do have two runs in this inning, but with second, third, one out, you really would like to get at least one more. Right, absolutely. If you're the Red Storm, yeah, you you got to try and push one across. Now, on the other side of the coin, if you're Knoxville, you get out of here with just a two-run deficit. I think you like your odds. Out of play again by DeMuth. Carter DeMuth, the third baseman for the Red Storm today. Smooth hitting 433. Or no, it's all on base percentage. It should be 385 batting average for the move. Just a bunch of good averages. 395 as a team. Oh, yeah, that's almost unheard of. Swung on. A little pop foul down the first base line. It's going to drift out of play. Not a whole lot of foul territory past first base. It really jumped out there past the uh, past the dugout. And one of the corks of the ball that, up in here. That is odd, yeah. I don't think. He would go anywhere and see anything like that. Pitch to Muth, swung on a miss. Four strikeout, number three for Rosal. So he pitches around. Some damage here at the top of the inning, but the Red Storm do get a pair of runs across. Two runs on two hits. There were no errors, and two runners left on base after a half an inning of play. It's United 2, Knoxville nothing. We'll be back in 30 seconds here on the Prairie Communication Sports Network. Back here at Knoxville High School as we head to the bottom of the first inning. The Red Storm push across a couple of runs on a couple of hits. They'll send Aiden Parkins out to the mound. What's, uh, what's, what's the stats on Parkins look like this year? Well, we talked about it. Parkins come in with a 2-0 record. The ERA is 0.84. And I think Coach Mullick kind of didn't mean to say it, but almost said that he's, he's a bulldog. He did call him a bulldog, but he's almost like third in the rotation. Yeah, this gentleman is 2-0 and with an 084 ERA. If you're third in the rotation, what does that say about your stats? Uh, you get, the, two, the two main stats you look at when you're 13-1, and one, as an offensive ball club, they hit 395 as a team, and they pitch at a, what, a 150 ERA. Yes, more than a half. <laughs> That's a pretty good season. Oh, my goodness. And digging in for the Blue Bullets will be Briar Fleischer. It takes strike one from Parkins. Defensively for the Red Storm in the outfield from left to right. Left fielder Colin Jenks. Center fielder Nolan Leffler. Second pitch, ground ball right back to the pitcher. Parkins fields, throws, and pulls him off the flag. And Turnquist thought he might have reached back and, got, and tagged the runner coming by. And, uh, yeah, Coach Mulligan is going to want to maybe get a, uh, a maybe an umpire conference here because uh, base umpire Dave Hasley was kind of at a bad angle. The throw was on the, the home plate side of first base from Parkins. So Turnquist got it. Yeah, home plate umpire said he was safe as well. So missed tag down there by Turnquist on the bad throw. That's that's going to be uh, – I'm going to charge an error to Parkins on that one. That's a tough play to make, but he would have had him by a couple steps with a good throw. Well, I'll tell you, it's like we're just going into our old form because I've got E1 on my <laughs> And first pitch to David Heiss is taken for a strike. Heiss hitting five, 368. 368 on the season four. The uh, two bullets, the Heiss brothers, Jason and David, leading the team. David with 368 and on deck hitter Jason at 381 going. Hit and run, throw through, and in plenty of time as Cormac Flynn throws out 
Fleischer trying to steal second. Nice throw there. That was right on the dime. You're an old catcher. You can appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Cormac Flynn, what a great arm. And the second baseman didn't even hardly have to move the, move the glove. Excuse me. That was right on the back. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily a, a hit and run, but there was the swing and miss by by uh, Heiss. And he takes ball one to make the count one and two. Just protecting his runner it was more of a protecting swing than a hit and run, I guess. Both coaches getting the running game going early, kind of kind of pushing the envelope a little bit here in the first inning. Nice curveball there by Parkins. Misses just high. He thought he got it. Two-two count. Now he breaks off another curveball and does strike out Heist looking, which is not easy to do for sure. David Heist on the season only has three strikeouts out of 53 plate appearances. So if you're uh, if you're Parkins, you might want to have Heist sign the baseball. Right. <laughs> and keep that. And keep it. Jason will dig in. He takes strike one on the outside corner, just a little bit over the belt. Down in the zone is Parkins here, right out, right out of the gate. Kind of nice to see uh, David and Jason's father sitting off to our left. Absolutely. Some more alumni. You talk about uh, one of the one of the great athletes here at Knoxville. Well, yeah. That high for sure. Probably one of the best, yeah. 0-2 count. Just off the edge. Just off the edge. Just tried to frame it up, but the umpire wasn't buying it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good effort. One and two now to Jason. It's on the way. Just gets a piece. Just a little cue shot. Count remains at one and two. Boy, uh, Parkins doesn't give us much time to talk about stats in between. He gets small and throws it. Well, that must be part of that. Hold off and tell right? Yeah, give me the ball because I'm ready to throw. One, two pitch. Popped up. Going to drift out of play. Count remains one and two to Jason. Jason's hitting 381. Somebody made a play down there with a lot of smiles as I look, look off the sleeve. Wow. I made a nice play down the first baseline there in the fans. There's some oozing on. <laughs> this is up and away. Two and two now to Jason Height. Jason has only struck out twice this year. So between the two Heights is now swung on a miss. There's there's their strikeout. Yeah, <laughs> Jason does it again. I apologize, Knoxville fans listening. No runs. There were no hits. There was one error. No runners left on base after a full inning of play. It's United 2, Knoxville 0. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Back here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network as we get set for inning number two. Back out on the mound for his second inning work is Evan Rosal. Long first inning for Evan. Only gave up uh, a couple runs, but he did throw 33 pitches. And talk about the 105 max pitch count. And I don't think being a non-conference game, um, we're going to see anybody even get close to the 105 pitch balls. We're going to see probably a couple pitchers from each, or at least a couple pitchers from each ball club in. So pitch count's not huge, but it does it does wear on you going into a second inning. Well, it's just another headache for the coaches. You know, that's why you really have to rely on your assistant staff. You know, I'm sure assistant coach Tyler Nelson's probably over there charting the pitches for uh, Coach Reed. But uh, yeah, it's just another thing that you have to keep in your in the back of your mind. Eight nine one hitters for United here in the top of the second inning. John Smith takes okay, cold strike there. Changed my my uh, also a strike there. A little up and in on Smith, but also gets the call. And now he paints that outside corner. Nice pitch there. He's really settled in here. He really has since that uh, single by Colin Jinks. Mm-hmm. And uh, shortly, I think after the uh, mound visit by by Coach Reed, now swung foul back on the high, uh, shoulder high pitch from from Rosal trying to get. You need to uh, fish at some high heat there. After the after the mound, is it? I don't know. We're gonna have to maybe bottle what Coach Reed said to uh, Rosal out there. Yeah, it'd be interesting to 
if we could have uh, only heard that conversation. And a little flare over the second baseman's head falls in front of the right fielder for a leadoff single for Smith, who's having a nice year himself. He's batting uh, 250. He's playing a really, really solid shortstop from talking to Coach Mullick throughout the week. Brings in the nine-hitter. A.J. Jinks, the sophomore, second baseman for the Red Storm with the runner at first base. Nine-hitter now is going to be interesting. you got the postseason coming up. You work on your small ball stuff here. Right, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you got a 296 hitter in the nine-hole. That's just a testament to this offense for the Red Storm. And actually, um, Scott Weber and I were talking about this during the Titan baseball game. The game has changed so much. The nine-hitter certainly ain't what it used to be. Right, right. I would agree with that. Stepping off as Roswell, getting a huge lead over first base is John Smith. He's, he had almost two feet on the cutout there by time. Uh, now he's back to about one foot past the cutoff. Ground ball is shortstop. Slowly hit and try to get one out, and he throws it over the second baseman's head. Shortstop. Air is going to get the runner. Goes all the way to third. Jinx will stop at first. Uh, double, well, at least a force out. It's too slowly hit to get a to get a double play, so they, they should have really made sure of one there. And, and uh, shortstop Jason Ice just kind of just kind of threw one over his brother David's head at second base. They get nobody out. Runners on the corner with the leadoff hitter up now. Yeah. Now you, yeah, you turn the lineup over, and here we go. James gets the fielder's choice and error from. That'll, that'll probably be a conversation later at home. You, you, you didn't give me a good feed. <laughs> now we're back to the top of the order. Aiden Parker, who did strike out looking. Now they get the runner in a rundown. We'll see how. Knoxville plays it. They're going to go ahead and get the out, and the run comes across. So it works for United to get the run in. Again, that's stuff you're going to be doing in the postseason. You're going to see it done against you in the postseason. You're going to try to do it against other teams in the postseason, kind of just getting the run down to get the run home. Right, right. It's, it's sacrifice yourself for the better part of the team. You know, get that run home. So Jenks will be picked off first for out number one, and Smith will come sliding home with a uh, stolen base of, of home. So 3 nothing United here. Nobody out, nobody on. Or one out, nobody on for Jinx. Takes ball one in the dirt. Do we do we credit a stolen base for that? Uh, is, I, is that a, you know, yes, yeah, a pick off on a stolen base. I, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Now a blind ball. Mind you, right to the third baseman by Aiden Parkins. Caught or out number two, kind of a sinking line in there. Boy, it sounded much harder off the bat to Honeycutt at a third, and then he had to kind of move in a yeah. few steps to catch it. It was, it was like a change-up line drive. <laughs> That's the second out. So, I mean, if you're Knoxville, you don't, you're don't already down 2 nothing. You hate to trade an out for a run, but, you know, it gives you a chance to learn how to play it. You can talk about how you're going to handle it next time. Well, right, and, and not only that, but you can also use that, you know, as a weapon. For when you're on the base pair. A good example of something we might want to do in the future. Right, right. A little cue shot fouled on the first baseline by Nolan Leffler. And I'm sure that's going to get discussed in the dugout, you know, here in the bottom half of the inning. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a tool that you can use to your to your better part of your, you know, arsenal. It's to Leffler. Line drive past Honeycutt at third down the third baseline. We'll see if Neff Leffler wants to get the second. Good job by the left fielder for the Blue Bullets. That's Peyton Hankins getting to that drive down the line to hold Leffler to the single. And I briefly thought, oh, Honeycutt was going to make a play on yeah. that. That ball was smoked. <laughs> exit velocity was good on that. Yeah, what, is, what I, did we get on that exit velocity? I, don't know. I told I told, uh, I told, my broadcast partner a couple games ago, if I hear the word launch angle again, I'm going to punch somebody. <laughs> yeah. I'm, old, I'm too old school. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got you got 
<laughs> Spaz out the wazoo now. You got B war. You got <laughs> wrist. I mean, I just want somebody to drive some runs in. That's all I want. That's right. Corner Flynn digging in, pops it out on the infield. It's going to stay in play. Pitcher calling off the uh, catcher and making the play is Russell himself. So Cormac Flynn fouls out on the first pitch to end the inning. In the inning for the Red Storm. Another run on the board. They leave 3 nothing. One hit. There was one error in the inning. And one run left on base. As we go to the bottom of the second inning, it is the United Red Storm 3. Knoxville 0 here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. Back here at Knoxville High School, Billy Knows Memorial Park. As the Red Storm leads 3 nothing, adding a run here in the top of the second inning to their two runs they scored in the first. Knoxville went down uh, in order in the minimum. They did have the leadoff hitter reach first on an error by, by the uh, pitcher Perkins. So it'll be a cleanup hitter starting off the bottom of the second inning for the Knoxville Blue Bulls. Oh, Honeycutt he made a nice play at third. He nearly made a second nice play. Yeah, yeah, I briefly thought that he had that second line drive, and it was just hit too hard. Honeycutt hitting 302. Pitch ground ball to the shortstop. Taylor made hop across the diamond and high. Throws it past the first baseman. Gets out of play, completely over the fence. Over there. Of course, there's not much fence once he gets to first base. There's really not. <laughs> so that will allow Honeycutt to get to second. That's going to be E6. That's the second error for United today. And on the season, they do a really nice job of fielding the baseball uh, as a team. 967 fielding percentage, uh, less than less than double-digit errors. It's 14 bogeys. That's pretty solid. And, that's pretty and that, solid. Yeah, that's saying a lot for a high school team to be that well defensively. Two already today in the dirt. Skips by the catcher, Cormac Flynn. So that'll get Honeycutt 90 foot closer to home on the wild pitch in the dirt. So now the Knoxville Blue Bullets an excellent chance to chip into this, uh, chip into the lead a little bit for the Red Storm. Pretty good uh, first inning for Parkins. Only threw 14 pitches. Ten of those for strike. That's what you want for sure. Pitch on the way to Rosal. Ground ball to the first base side. Or home or foul. Territory on the first baseline. So one on one account. Roswell just trying to put it in play, get the run home. That's all you gotta do, yeah. Put the pressure on the defense. Help himself on the mound. Roswell hitting three oh eight. Pitch in the dirt again. Nice block by Flynn. Nice block by Flynn. You know McCormick. What I really like to see there is he just moved the body and he put his he put his chest protector down toward the dirt. What a great job of defensive catching right there. 2-1 to Rosal now. Low again. This is low again for the 8-3 and 1 count to Evan. Now you can you can coax a walk here out of Parkins. Then you're in business. You got runners at the corners, nobody out. 3 and 1 pitch. Rosal pops it foul out of play. It's Parkins back in the count. It's full. Now to the infield deep. Uh, the corners are playing even with the bag. Middles, middles deep. Outfield playing straight away on Rosal. Right up the middle base hit. Right over Parkins' head to the center fielder. And the Blue Bolts are on the board. RBI single by Rosal makes it three to one. Looks back at his teammates and says, Hey, I gave up I gave up one, I'll get one. How about that? <laughs> nice piece of hitting. Rosal drives in the run. That's Evan the RBI for Evan. Yeah, he leads the team with uh, sixteen, so that gives him his seventeen. And still nobody outrunner at first. Peyton Hankins digging in the left fielder for Knoxville. Follow not going and swung a miss by Peyton Hankins. 
No jacket. That's what I like to see. No jacket for the pitcher. <laughs> Temperature-wise, a beautiful day today. Slight breeze. Oh, yeah. Sun's starting to peek out just a little bit here. You look, at that, you look at that beautiful campus there in left field and center field, and the sun's out. I think we're going to get more than the two hours that we asked Mother Nature for. Yeah, I, I, I concur. Uh, gymnasium, but uh, not so. One of my favorite gymnasiums broadcast from in the, in the wintertime. 0-2 count. This is just mm. high. Mm. Just high. As uh, Parkins kind of looks in a little bit longer there. The mound. Mm. <laughs> exactly was that at. One and two pitch now to Hankin. And this is outside of left-handed hitting Hankin. Look at Flynn trying to frame it, trying to sell it. I love it. I, You know, I kind of critique catching a little yes, bit. You should. But he just, he's so far, he's doing a terrific job behind the plate. Watch you behind the plate many days. That is on the corner. That was a nice job by you know, kind of a backdoor curve there from, from Parkins that started outside the zone and just kind of just came back and caught the outside corner. Yeah. He, you know, Coach called him a bulldog. That's exactly what he is. Well, that's a, what I call a non-productive out by Hankins. As Roswell's still at first base now with one away. Ground ball, or excuse me, swung on a miss by Keegan Finley. His slider looks pretty nasty today. Would have liked to have gotten Roswell down to second somehow. Well, that uh, running in scoring position. Well, the boot bullet trailing three to one here. And swung on a missed again by Finley. Down to 0 and 2 in the count. Finley on the season. Hitting 273. No one of the eyes. Just four games played. This is the, uh, the senior getting the start today. I'm guessing swung on a miss. Two away. In the inning, as Parkins is really, <laughs> he used that turn again. Bulldogs his way back into this inning. Yeah, I mean, we're not through the second yet, and he's already got four strikeouts. That'll bring in Dawson Hensley, another senior for the Blue Bullets, playing right field today. Hensley hitting 129. And popped up, foul out of play down the first baseline. He's really kind of uh, counting on that first pitch slider. Kind of like a get me over slider, you know it, but uh, it's got a lot of bite to it. Perkins has only he's thrown first pitch strikes to just about everybody, except for Roswell who got the hit, and then Honeycutt who reached on air. So the only two that he hasn't gotten ahead on the first pitch strike is free space on it. Yeah, he's he's very comfortable out there. I'll say. A one one to Hensley, swung and missed. 0-2 now. Roswell's still at first base. I don't look uh see what Roswell's got stolen base-wise. And misses the third pitch, so it's 1-2 and two to Hensley. As Roswell, being the pitcher, I suppose you probably don't want him running a whole lot anyway, and he does only have one stolen base. So In the dirt, nice block by Cormac Flynn to keep that runner out of scoring position. Another nice job. Kick the feet out. Yes. There you go. Yes. The, the, the skills are there. You can see it. The technique. And most importantly, keeps Roswell at first base. Two and two the count now. Hensley. Two away here. Bottom of the second. Just misses down. Just misses <laughs> down. Now we're going to get now we're going to get uh, Roswell breaking with the pitch. Three and two. Two away. So now any kind of gap 
shops similar to what United got the uh, at the run in on the gap double with the runner from first. There goes Roswell, fouled out of play. So now Roswell's got to come back, which if your coachery is not hugely important at the high school level, but if your coachery, you're like, great, now Roswell's got to come back and run again, my starting pitcher. Right. <laughs> a good job of, of hitting there, though, by Dawson. I mean, he you got to foul him off. If that was a good pitch. Yeah. yeah. On again, and oh. just on the outside corner as Flynn reached out a little bit to get it, he got the frame job that time because I'm not sure that caught a piece of plate. But mm. as it is, that's going to be the fifth strikeout for Parkins here early in this ball game through two innings. In the inning, four, the Blue Bulls, one run, one hit, there was an error, and a runner left on base. And after two full innings of play, it's United 3, Knoxville 1 here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. We'll be back. Welcome back to baseball here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. Breakfast with the Red Storm. Hitting three to one over the Knoxville Blue Bulls. Back out on the mound is Evan Rosel for inning number three here. Rosel, 45 pitches to the first two innings. That's totally unofficial. But he has thrown 33 strikes. He's been in the strike zone, and, and with a with a, an aggressive approach team like United, you're going to get a lot, of, a lot of balls in play. Right, yeah. I mean, they came here with a game plan. I mean, the 33 pitches in the first inning obviously was not ideal. Senior day, uh, he did, he did, however, get the first batter out with a strikeout looking. But then he kind of ran into some little bit of a wildness, some untimely hitting, hitting against him. But uh, he's gotten the ball across the plate other than that one walk in the first inning. And, like, he hit a batter. But. Yeah, it looks like he's, he's uh, settled in after the uh, RBI single to Jenks right in the first inning. Did give up run last inning, but that was uh, in part due to a, an error as well. So it'll be the four, five, six hitters for United in the top of the third inning. Toby Turnquist, Colin Jenks, and Parker Cassidy. Ground ball in the first pitch to the second baseman. Heist across a short throw to first base for out number one. One pitch, one out. That seed, we just talked about pitch count. You couldn't draw it up any better than that. Yeah, he only had to. He only, he kept, after that 33 pitch first inning, he came back with just a 12 pitch second inning. So exactly, yeah. yeah. One pitch, one out here in the third. So you're getting back around to where you can go long, and first pitch is a strike on the corner to Colin Jenks. And getting, ahead of, getting, getting ahead of the hitters is what Coach Reed wanted his guys to do. So, And he doesn't mind guys going deep. I don't know about today, but he really right. doesn't mind his guys going deep in games either. Right. I, you know, sometimes that's what it takes. Strike called to Jenks. It gets, uh, gets him down to count 0-2, and now a high fastball trying to get him to fish at the high heat there. It's count one and two. You know, unfortunately, nowadays, if you're a coach, you know, you, you, you've got to reach however many guys you got on your roster. I, I think at some point every day during practice, you have to put all of them on the mound and see what they can do because <laughs> right. you might run into a situation pitch count-wise. Ground ball just past the pitcher. Second baseman Heist coming to give it. Throws over. Throws them out. Nice play by the second baseman, Junior David Heist. Out, ground ball outs to the second baseman here in the top of the third inning for the Red Storm. Brings in Parker Cassidy. He struck out back in the first inning. Now Rosa just looks more confident and, and uh, comfortable yeah, he right looks, now after he, that first. I would say that too, yeah. He looks really comfortable now. And looking at the schedule, when was the last time Knoxville's played? They played Galesburg uh, earlier this week in a night game, which was a fun game. Strike one to Parker Cassidy. And then they hadn't played since May 13th, so they played one game since May 13th. Not conducive to normally good baseball. You need to you need to play baseball right. game. You need to play. And, and I kind of thought today, I thought the coaches might get together and see if they could make this a doubleheader. But 
ADs get their hands full with all the COVID restrictions and everything. It's, I think it's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, O2 pitch to uh, Cassidy misses up and away. So it makes it count one and two. I mean, you got you got to make sure the umpires are available because you know the way things have been going here. One two pitch to Cassidy, little fly ball over the second base, and then that's going to fall into the outfield for a single. Two out single by Cassidy. We'll bring up Carter Demuth and struck out to end inning number one. Um, yeah, and then there's a lot of it was such an early morning game. I would almost almost guarantee these guys are probably going somewhere later this afternoon and working a game because there's such a shortage of umpires. Yeah, I I would almost wholeheartedly agree with that. I'm sure I'm sure the Hall of Famer Dave Hasley's got something up his sleeve for later today. It's such a nightmare. I mean, we, we've had an umpire shortage anyway mm-hmm. uh, the last several years, and then you add in everybody trying to get a bunch of games in. Um, yeah, like courtesy or a pinch runner at first base, I'm sure Cassidy will probably re-enter being the DH, trying to get a number of the pinch runner at first base. Swung on a miss by Carter DeMuth. He struck out again to end the first inning. I believe this is uh, behind the plate. I believe that's Todd Hannum. Is yes, it, it is. is it not? Yep. Okay. Yep. You're right. You're right. So he's oh. probably got a game somewhere else today too. I would bet. <laughs> just might be headed to the same place. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of the way it is. I mean, it's such a short. You guys are getting enough games as they want for sure. One one pitch fouled out of play by Demuth. Still can't quite get a number. The screen is blocking the number for the or first for United. See what his running stats are. We're not going to lead him. Maybe maybe a step and a half of their first. Out straight back by Demuth. He stays alive at one and two. Yeah, if we could just get him to turn around. <laughs> I, I can't make out the number on my phone. With with the short lead over there, I'm pretty sure he's not going anywhere. He's about maybe a step and a half off. Pitch on the way. Swung and that strikeout. The move goes down on strikes for the second time today. That is the fourth strikeout for Evan Rosal. That ends the top of the third for the Red Storm. Two-out single by Parker Cassidy. He gets stranded. No runs on one hit. There were no errors and a runner left on base. As we head to the bottom of the third inning, it's United 3, Knoxville 1 here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. We'll be back. Back here at Knoxville High School, as we get set for the bottom of the third inning, it's United 3, Knoxville 1, in this non-conference matchup between a couple of number one seeds. We'll talk about uh, where they're going to go and be uh, matched up. Uh, number one seeds, they're going to be at home, no matter what, because that's a whole other issue with this year's postseason. There's good, no regional site, per se, anymore. Take strike taken by the number nine hitter, Alex Van Aken, leading off this bottom of the third inning. And uh, so it is It is higher seed hosts all the way through the regional, so you don't really know where you're going to be, which is, again, strike two to uh, Ben Aiken from Parkins. Catches the maybe shoulders <laughs> that one. And another high one goes up a little higher. That's the Sigragmatics uh, the player, right? You don't right. get that call and go up an inch higher. Absolutely. Inch higher. I don't get that one. I'll come back down and answer. <laughs> yep. yep. And that would, you know, the Greg Maddox would, would go along with the Bulldog uh, – Montage that uh, Coach Mullick gave Adam Parkins in the uh, pregame. Gets Van Aken down swinging here for out number one in the bottom of the third inning. That is what, and I've been trying to be, I've been trying to be cooler, uh, younger, and hipper on the air. That's that's what the kids are calling a sword there, where you just kind of oh. wave it once. That's okay, a sword. that's a sword. So, yeah, all right. sword. It's all over Twitter. Oh. They got, they got sword, well. There's sword videos now. For matters, just kind of waving really 
Okay. Yeah. Well, see, you learn something every day. <laughs> and if it's on Twitter, it's got to be true. Right. I prefer. <laughs> I prefer not to use long angle. I prefer to use sword. Sword. Bless <laughs> <laughs> your fouls. His second pitch out of play. Takes ball one. As he has uh, got, got himself behind in the count. One and two the count. Flasher with one away. He reached on the air by Parkins. Tough play by Parkins, but would have had him on the other one. He just drilled Flasher. So the hit batter will take first with one away here. Brings a tying run to the plate for two, three, four. You know, uh, Knoxville could be in business here in this bottom of the third inning. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if uh, Coach Reed tries to manufacture something here. Let's see if he gets the uh, briar started on the base path. Fleischer's got, uh, look at his running stats. He's got uh, seven stolen bases. He leads the club. Took strike when he did get thrown out in the first inning by uh, Flynn. Correct. Uh, just a just a dying throw down there from Flynn, just right on the bag. Osley getting a decent lead over there. The old one pitch, squaring to bunt, laying it down the third base line. Two Parkins, good job by Parkins, picking it up with a bare hand. And gets the out at first. So sacrifice bunt by David Heif. Gets Fleischer in the scoring position. It's a good bunt and a good play. That was a nice, that was a nice uh, sequence all around by the, by the uh, hitter and Parkins, the pitcher. The bearhead. How about that? You know, you know normally that would make a coach cringe, but uh, Aiden looked uh, flawless. I'm bringing the three hitter, Jason Hyde. Struck out in the first inning. Fouls the first pitch out of play. Again, Jason uh, only struck out for the third time in the entire season on his last bat pass out of 54 plate appearances. And Jason leads this club in RBIs, 381 hitter. See if he can pick up one here. Just misses. As I took a glance back at the official of the umpire, see what he's going to get there. That was a borderline right at the knees. It was a little too low. One-on-one the count now. A two-way runner in second base. Nice block by Flynn, but it does skip away just far enough. A good read, good jump down the second base by Fleischer. Gets him to third. It's a good read. Yeah. Uh, it's still a good play by the catcher, Flynn. Yeah. You know. Just kind of kicked off. But you get that maybe a kick off well, the guard or something. Yeah, and I think you got to give kudos to Briar Fleischer on the base pass because he didn't hesitate. He took off oh, right oh, away. A good jump. Oh, foul out of play by Heist. Jason Heights. Fleischer the third. Three to one. United leads Knoxville. Knoxville trying to get a little bit closer here. Pitch on the way. Ooh, just missed him. Flynn wants to check. And umpire Todd Hannah says, You're not checking. He didn't go. You gotta applaud the effort though. Yeah, he didn't go. Good check swing there by Jason Heights. Two two pitch on the way. Single down the first, down the down the third baseline. Excuse me. Falls in front of the left fielder. It's three-two RBI single by Jason High. Springs on Fleischer. I don't think he probably scores if he doesn't get the third on that wild pitch. Well, and I was checking the outfield before the wild pitch, and I thought anything that touched the grass would would have potentially scored Briar for second. But uh, with the wild pitch, you don't have to worry about it. Good job of hitting there by Jason High. Tying around the first base. We'll see if Coach Reed gets Jason in motion. He's got two feet. Pass the cutout. Good block on a low pitch from, from uh, Parkins. That bounced maybe right in front of the plate. Those are always the toughest. Yeah, those are tough. I'm not sure you can throw one by the uh, <laughs> Good job. Very, right there. very steady back there. 1 0. Good lead again down the first base by Heist. No throw over and a swing and a miss by Bo Honeycutt. We reached on an error by the shortstop in the first inning, or excuse me, second inning. 
interesting to see what Coach Reed's got. I think he really respects Cormac playing behind the plate. I think he does, too. Pitch on the way. Just misses low. Two and one to count. Yeah, for the season, I mean, what a great job Cormac Plum's done in high school. If you're throwing nearly 50% of the runners out, yes, you, you've done a pretty good job. You're, Seven out of 13. That's that's a very good stat. Or six out of 13, excuse me. Sword. Sword. Another sword. It's that kind of that, that, that kind of leading thing. Did you see how quick I adapted to your new uh, Twitter feed there? You're, you're going to have to look up some sword videos on Twitter. They're, they're actually pretty enjoyable. I didn't even hesitate. <laughs> sword. Two and two. Runner going. Fouled out of play. As Jason Heiss was in motion that time. Yeah. Let's see if maybe Parkett throws over here because you get a gapper. Yeah. Yep. We're talking tie ball game. Yeah. You're going to get Jason Heiss in from first, especially with two outs. And I'm sure. Coach Reed's going to send him the two outs if there's any any doubt. This time Parkins steps off, chases Heist back to first base. I think he's a big lead. Now fly ball to the right fielder coming in. That's a tough play. Right fielder coming in. Hey, looked tough off the bat, but good job out there by the right fielder to come in and make the play. Derek Sargent, freshman. Freshman. So the F9 ends the inning for the Blue Bulls. They get a little closer. They do pick up a run on a hit. And no errors in the inning, but they didn't leave a man on base. After three full innings of play here from Knoxville High School, it is United 3, Knoxville 2. We'll be back. Welcome back to Knoxville High School. Got a good ball game going here. Knoxville picks up another run in the bottom of the third inning. They trail by one, 3-2 to the United Red Storm. Red Storm at 13-1 and one coming in. The Blue Bulls at 9-5, and five, both getting... Top seats in their respective regionals. Knoxville, a Class 2A ball club. United, a Class 1A. United will start their postseason on Friday, June 4th, in the semifinal matchup against the winner of the Lewistown uh, Lionel Central Greenview ball game, which is being played on Wednesday, June 2nd. So, United will start their postseason on June 4th. Knoxville will also start their postseason on June 4th, and they'll also play the winner of a first round matchup. It's between Mercer County and Rockridge. That would be a fun, uh, fun matchup between eight and nine. Boy, this is—you can tell it's a COVID year. Yeah. When Rockridge and Mercer County get an eight and nine seed. Well, yeah, yeah. That's not only that, they're always one, two, three. Yeah, and, and you know Mercer County. I mean, they they played nine ball games. Yeah. So, just coming back from uh, from a two week shutdown. At least they got theirs out of the way early. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> eight nine one for United here in the top of the first inning. John Smith, AJ Jinks, and eight Perkins Smith. Swings at the first pitch, pops it out to the right fielder, under it, and making the play for the Blue Bullets, Dawson Hensley. One pitch, one out, similar to the start of the third inning for Roswell. He has really gotten himself back into the count. That's his 61st pitch unofficially here as we have one out in the fourth. So he's still, still a little behind the page. You want to average anywhere between 12 to 14 an inning for high school. Pitcher, so he's a little bit behind that still. Strike one to A.J. Jinks. He's really pounded the zone, too. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight straight batters he started with a strike one. And when you have a 33-pitch first inning, that's kind of what you have to do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A.J. Jinks with one away here, digging in for United. Makes ball two in the dirt. Two and one to Jinks. He grounded into a fielder's choice that Shortstop threw over the second baseman's head. Now ground ball to shortstop again. Coming in to make the play is Jason Heiss across the diamond to Keegan Finley for out number two. No doubt about that there. A nice play there. Good job of charging the ball and getting rid of it. 
just just enough to get past Bo Honeycutt at third. So shortstop Jason Ice had to come up, make the play. Good strong throw across the diamond. Two away on five pitches. So that'll get you back in the in your, in your average. Aiden Parkins, the leadoff hitter, swings and misses at the first pitch. Nine straight now. That uh, Rosal has gotten ahead of a first pitch strike. Well, I, I can't. I probably harp on that every broadcast, but being a uh, a youth baseball coach at a, at a much minor level, you, you can't overstate the, the importance of first pitch strikes. Right. Yep. you got to get ahead in that count. It establishes how you want to attack a hitter. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is high with ball two to Parkins. And right now, this Red Storm team, they got off the bus swinging the back because they have not sat around and tried to work any counts. They've been in attack mode since they stepped on the field. 2-1 pitch to lead off hitter Parkins. Just a little low again. 3-1. and one. Also got the first two outs pretty quickly in the third inning. Did give up a single to Parker Cassidy, but left him stranded with a strikeout at the move. And he does catch the outside corner. Fills the count up at 3 2. A two away, top of the fourth, United 3, Knoxville 2. Pitch on the way. Ground ball to the third baseman. It's going to stay foul. So Parker will come back and dig in. As that puts Rosal up over the 70 pitch mark. I, I always need to bring the little chart that they have for pitching. You get past a certain pitch level, you have to rest so many days. And I don't know when the next. I don't know when the next level is. Peyton Parkins milks a two-out walk from Rosal. So he'll take first, bring Nolan Leffler to the plate. Yeah, I know I know 90 is one of the thresholds, and mm-hmm. I think 75 is maybe the next threshold down, and you got to rest so many days as you go past each threshold. So he's passed 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 7, 8, 9, 12, and he's 72, so you get close to that next threshold, I think. He can get strike two. Nolan Lappler. Yeah, just another thing that a coach has to worry about, and, 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 and you, you have to babysit it. You yeah, know? absolutely. I mean, you, you got to be cognizant of it at all times. You have to be. Oh, one pitch to Lappler. No, time called by Nolan at the plate. Lappler batting 355 coming into this one. He has, he's one for two, walked and scored in the first, you know, single in the second. Takes a strike here. Falls behind 0 2 for Ozzel. So, Unofficially, this will be Rosal's 75th pitch. So if you go 75, you might as well go 89. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 2 pitch on the way in the dirt. Good block. And, ooh, <laughs> thinking about going to second was Parkins. It kind of got you know, stopped. He saw about halfway. I thought catcher Van Aiken might have had a play on him at first, but he was a little too far off. He threw it at first. Parkins thought he was going to take he off just second. He just got to go to second. Right. You, don't, you never want to throw behind a runner unless you could really – Really know you can get him, but at that point you make the runner commit, sure, and then you react off of that. Now so. maybe pump fake here or there. Yeah, Alex, I, I pump fake and then probably go straight into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Alex is working hard back behind that dish too. Though. He's doing a good job. Single by Leffler between the short stop and the third base pole there. That puts two runners on here for the three hitter Corey Flynn, and I can't see the. Uh, can't see nobody getting loose in either one of the bullpens that I can see here. Nolan Leffler come in with a 355 average and it's only going up. Yep, two for two. <laughs> He's been on base all, all three, three times. times. Yeah, through the wall, a couple of knocks, and most importantly, you got your 500 hitters, Flynn, Turnquist, and Jinx coming out. 
First pitch, good curveball there by Rosso. Catches the outside corner of the right-handed hitting Cormac Flynn. Yeah, I mean, you get a runner in a scoring position with two away, and you're three, four, five guys up that are at least average-wise for sure some of the best hitters in our area. The best numbers that I've seen covering some baseball this spring. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we had Tyler Pickers from Macomb, who was hitting 810 coming in. Jeez. And went three for four. And the fly ball to the left fielder, line drive hauled in out there on a nice running catch by Peyton Hankins to end the threat for United here in the fourth inning. In the inning for the Red Storm, no runs on one hit. There were no errors and two runners left on base. That's six for United through the first four innings. As we head to the bottom of the fourth inning, it is United 3, Knoxville 2. We'll be back in 30 seconds here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. Welcome back to High School Baseball here on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WRAM. It'll be the 5-6-7 hitters for Knoxville here in the bottom of the fourth inning. I see somebody headed down to the Knoxville bullpen. On my eyesight, isn't nearly good enough to see who that young man is down there, but they are getting somebody loose. It's unofficially... I have Roswell at 79 pitches, so getting close to. I, don't, I think if you're Coach Reed, you don't really want him to get to that 90 pitch mark, then you have to rest him another day in addition to what, you know, the whatever you were at 75. So. Right, yeah. I mean, you always got to be thinking ahead. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tricky. I would need binoculars to see who that is. I know the number wise. Yeah, it's a single digit. I do see that yeah, down I, there. I, I can make that out. <laughs> I know they have a pair of binoculars something for football. I need to start bringing it for baseball apparently too with this ice. <laughs> Roswell takes the first pitch strike from Parkins, who's out for his fourth inning of work. He's been a little bit more efficient for sure on the mound. Fifty seven pitches coming into this inning. I know especially this. for Parkins. I know this. With that first pitch, if I'm Evan Roswell, I'm up to bat now, and he calls out a strike, I'm thinking, I need that when I'm out there. the one I need. When I'm on the hill, I need that call. Oh, two pitch. That's a tie to Roswell. So it's one and two now to Evan. He got an RBI single, helped himself back in the second inning. Today's pitcher for Knox. So currently today's pitcher, and he misses with ball two. It looked very eerily similar to strike two. I've never been one to question all this. I've never questioned an umpire in my life. I'm not going <laughs> right. to start today. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Uh, actually, Dave has a strikeout by uh, Parkinson. We're also bringing to the play here with one away in the bottom of the fourth inning. Knoxville trying to get this thing tied up. They trail 3-2 to United. All one. I know back in Legion baseball coaching days, me and Dave have we've had a few discussions on the field, just, you know, where are you going to eat after the ball game, the best <laughs> restaurant around here? Well, I'm sure that's what it <laughs> pertained to. <laughs> ball two to Peyton Hankins, 2-0 now. He is ahead of 3-0 up and away. So we've got a good opportunity here for Knoxville to get the tying run on base with one away. Having done some public address for your Legion games, it was always interesting when uh, my radio partner made a trip to the mound and it wasn't to talk to his pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm sure it was, you know, how's the family? Yeah. How's everything going? All right, a one-out walk to Hankins puts the tiny run on first base for Egan Finley, the seven-hitter in the order. He struck out on three pitches back in the second inning, going in a bunt, fouled straight back. Kind of a 
Coach Reed. I was looking down at, at third base. Is that? That's not Coach Reed. That's, that's not third, Coach Reed out there. Right. Foul punt. Yeah, somebody missed the sign because I heard a bunch of noise coming down from the third base dugout. Had the runner going. Hankins was going, and Finley was squaring around. So somebody missed something so, uh, there. Get everything straightened out here now. Might be a few laps after the game. <laughs> in the dirt, good job by Cormick Flynn to keep that in front of him. Didn't, didn't drop all the way down, but I think he's seen the, the hop was out there a little far enough. It was going to come up just high enough. Kept it in front of him. Though. Steady. Just steady. One and one out to Finley. Hankins not going. And squaring around again and taking a strike. Smelt. Well, young man, you're back in the count. Young man, if you're going to butt, butt. Yeah. I mean, Finley, the uh, sacrifice wise, the uh, Bulls have three on the season. Finley is not one of those. Squaring again with two away. Good two job. strikes. Great job of getting it out in front of the plate. He'll get the runner down to second. That's a good two strike bump there by Finley. Really was. Really was. You know, if you're going to sacrifice yourself, just do it. Yes. You squared around and you're not fooling anybody. Right. Not fooling anybody. That'll bring up Dawson Hensley now with a chance to tie this thing up with a single. Two outs, I would guess, unless it's something really hard hit to the outfield. But you got a freshman in right field. Center is somewhat shallow. I would say a base hit to left should get the runner home. Yeah, look, yeah, I'm with you looking out the left field. I don't see Colin Jinks playing extremely. He moves in maybe a couple steps as the pitch comes in. Take it for a strike. Hensley, who struck out looking on a seven-pitch at-bat back in the second inning. Ideally, if you can punch one through the second-base hole as he's covering the runner, that would get the run home. Strike two. Paints up that outside corner on the right-handed hitting Dawson Hensley. Yeah, second baseman for United, and that is uh, A.J. Jinks. Not keeping them all. Boy, he's lingering around that bag a little a little long. Just off the outside edge, just Flynn tries to frame up another one. He's fun to watch. Um, <laughs> he's a good job back there. He says, are you sure? <laughs> Over there just a little longer. He, he frames it up. One and two pitch on the way. Foul ball down the down the first baseline and out of play. So Hensley stays alive here at one and two. Getting a nice lead down there is Hankins. So the uh, second baseman kind of playing with him down there. It doesn't affect him at all. And a curveball. This is up and over the head of Dawson Hensley. And I, I think possibly the the Red Storm coaching staff has told Mr. Jenks we don't necessarily need to worry about second. Yeah, probably going to score anyway on a single. Now a strikeout by Parkins of Hensley ends the inning with the tying run at second base. No runs, no hits, and no errors. A runner left on. Tying run left on second base. That's the third runner left on for the Blue Bulls today's ball game. After four needs a play, it's United 3, Knoxville 2. We've got a good one. Come back in 30 seconds here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. Welcome back to High School Baseball here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. A quick ball game here. Just a little over an hour, and we're uh, already through four full innings, and we thought the way these pitching staffs, uh, the stats they brought into the ball game today, we could potentially have a nice quick ball game today. Yeah, that's exactly what we've been treated to so far. And picturesque guy, I mean... We baked Mother Nature for a couple hours. I'm not even sure we're going to see rain today. It's turned into a beautiful day. We're seeing, uh, seeing some clouds in the sky for sure, but a lot of blue up there, too. Just a beautiful day for high school baseball. And there is a ton of it going on around the area today, folks. 
with Mother Nature not cooperating very well this week, there's a lot of teams that's got games today, for sure. Good chance for you to get out in your car and probably drive around anywhere and catch a couple games today. Digging in for United here in the top of the fifth inning will be Toby Turnquist. It's four, five, six hitters for United. Turnquist, Colin Jinks, Perk, Captain. Toby is 0 for 1. Got hit in the first inning. Grounded out in the third. First pitch from Rosal. Ground ball to the second baseman. Three innings in a row. One pitch, yeah. one out. We've got to get over there a little quicker. And brought him off the bag. The high throw. High throw from David Ice at second base. Got the first baseman up off the ground. Keegan Finley. Ooh, a little bit too much down there. Yeah. If he if he gets it there a little quicker, the high throw, uh, the first baseman might have got back down on the back. Well, and, and I'm a perfect example of the radio jinx because I said one pitch, one out. So <laughs> that's on me. <laughs> we uh crediting crediting him with that. Yeah, it does an error. So that's what gotta I have it now. A line drive single pass a shortstop in the left field puts the first two runners on here at the top of the fifth inning. Well, he's got something going. And I was just gonna say that I thought this is a pivotal inning for the Bullets because you're through the heart of the lineup right now, this Red Storm offense. If you get through it unscathed, you got to like your odds being down one run yeah. with, with three innings to go. I'll bring a part of cast. We'll see if Coach Bullock has him scoring. He is bunting right back to the pitcher. Just softly enough, Rosal took a look at third and moved him over. And now we've got a nice round of applause. I love to see that. Nice round of applause and the teammates giving Parker Cassidy a high five before he even gets in the dugout. That's a beautiful sacrifice bunt by Parker Cassidy. And it's uh, it's rewarded by some high fives. Good to see. Now you got two runners on to two runners in scoring position. Runners on second and third with one away for Carter DeMuth, who has struck out a couple times. It's refreshing to see good fundamentals. In the dirt, good block there by the catcher. Then Aiken for Knoxville. A couple good, good backstops going today. Three to two United, trying to add to it here with one away in the bottom of the fifth inning. Ground ball to shortstop, makes the play, going to come home with it, and a little too late as Turnquist slides in safely under. I thought it was a little high. It would it would have made it would have had to probably make a really really good throw because it, it's a tag play at the plate. It's not a force out. It had to be a really good throw to get Turnquist. Great play by a shortstop. Unfortunately, the throws a little late. I thought Van Aken did a good job of blocking the plate back there. RBI fielder's choice by DeMuth. Brings home turn quiz, makes it 4-2 United. And I was curious if it was going to be the unintentional, intentional pitch around. Yeah, exactly. Tree had open base. Swung on a miss by John Smith. He is one for two. He singled and scored in the second. Blew out in the fourth. Swings and misses pitch number one. So 0-1 to count to Smith. And now a bunt again to the third baseman. That's going to be a little tougher play. And throws down the down the right field line, so I'm going to call that an infield uh, infield bunt single. That would have been a tough play on that one. I'm usually a pretty hard scorekeeper, but <laughs> oh, coming all the way around is going to be Jink from second as a throw eludes the first baseman. That would have been a little bit tougher play there. And yeah. the runner's going to go to third. That's going to be Carter to move. So it is five to two, and runners on the corner with one away. A couple nice nice bunts there by United. It's going to bring head coach Rick Reed out to the mound. Now, pitch count wise, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He is sitting at 86. So you might get him out of here before the 90th one, actually. 
maybe. I know I think 90 is that next threshold that you have to sit another day. It's going to be interesting. I don't think he's going to if he's going to make a pitching change. It's going to be a late pitching change here in this in this uh, eating. You know, he's going to leave Roswell out there. Yeah. And he, Which is, Coach Reed said in the pregame interview that he likes his guys to go deep. He has no issue with letting them pitch out of their own troubles. Yeah, he's got a double hitter scheduled on the 24th, so just a couple of days from now. So you'd have to assume that Evan won't be available for those right two games. Right, right. Um, you got the postseason coming around. So really, I mean, with with the mess that has turned into the, the Prairie Land Conference North Division, with with uh, having Denavon being down with with uh, COVID now for two weeks, they mm-hmm. won't be back till right the start. Of, so really, the division is kind of so now you're just getting you're now the ground ball up the middle. I mean, too slowly hit for double play. It's going to get a run in. Nice play by the shortstop across the diamond to get jinx, but that's going to be an RBI ground out for A.J. Brings home Carter DeMuth with the sixth United run. Three runs in the inning, six to two. Smith goes down to second on the ground out. Nice job by A.J. Jinx, just getting the bat on the ball and getting the run home. Beautiful. Yep. yep. Fundamental baseball. Brings up Parkins with a runner in scoring position, two away now. And a ground ball to the shortstop again. Coming and getting him, throwing across the diamond and out at first base. Boy, aggressive United here in this fifth inning. Only, uh, let's see, out of the seven batters that came to the plate, five swung at the first pitch and put it in play. Six to two. It is United leading Knoxville now as we head to the bottom of the fifth inning here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. We'll be back. Welcome back to High School Baseball here on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WRAM. we got Cub Baseball coming up later this evening. The Cubs and the Cardinals. Game, the game two of their set, game two of their three-game set against the Cardinals tonight on the Prairie Communication Sports Network. 5.40 is the pregame start. That's, uh, what, a 6.20? I believe that's 6.20 first pitch, yeah. Yeah, 6.20 right. right. first pitch. 540 and C20, uh, 615, excuse me, 615 first pitch tonight, 540, the three-game show. Nine-hitter, Alex Van Aken swings and misses it at uh, Aiden Parkins' first pitch. Parkins sitting at uh, 76 unofficially coming into this one, so I'm sure Coach Mullins would like to get him, depending on how long he's going to go with it. Right? Ooh, good curveball, a little off-speed curve that catches the outside corner for strike two on Van Aken. I don't know what either one of the coaches' plans are for their pitching here, but I mean, you're 10 days out from regional. Popped out of play, fouled on the first baseline by Van Aken. Uh, right now, it's time you, you start getting your rotation set for that first regional game. Right, right. So you're not really thinking about pitch count per se, except yeah. just I want to get my guys on the right rotation. Strike three. Catches the inside corner after pounding the outside corner on strike two. And he gets that inside corner, and Van Aken goes down on strikes for out number one. Yeah, you're more, you're more I think, Worried about getting your rotation set at this point. Right, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Both coaches want to win this game. Mm-hmm. But in the scheme of things, yes. your seeding's already out. You know, you 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 got to start lining things up, like you said. Get your ducks in a row and get ready for postseason baseball. Strike one to Briar Fleischer. Called strike. Now in the dirt with pitch number two to the leadoff hitter, Briar Fleischer. He is over one. Reached on error in the first and was hit by a pitch and scored in the third inning. Although United does have... The uh, Lincoln Trail has ball two in the dirt, two and one. The Lincoln Trail has done a great job of getting their, getting their conference games played and rescheduled. So, actually, United is, is in the thick 
of the LTC race uh, coming into the last 10 days. So they still have really something to play for, for sure. Fouled out of play by Fleischer. That evens the count at 2-2. So, I mean, I don't know how much that plays into I want to make sure i got my pitching rotation set for my conference games coming up this next week. A lot to think about. Yeah. That's why coaches make but, millions of dollars, man. I'm look, I'll tell you, if I'm Coach Mullet and I'm looking down and i got Aiden Parkins as my third on the staff, I'm sleeping good at night. Well, that's a good pitch. You got 150 ERA as a team through 14 games. That's not like through seven games. Right. Through 14 games. Right. This is with the 2-2 uh, pitch to Fleischer, so that fills the count up at 3-2. and two. With one away. 6-2 United, bottom of the fifth inning. Knoxville at the plate, and strike three. As Fleischer threw the bat towards the dugout, he thought it was ball four. It looked like that caught a piece of the plate there. Yeah, I think it was. I don't know, he got... Uh, crossed up on what he thought the pitcher was going to throw him. And but it, it was too close to take. And now we've got maybe some chirping coming from the Knoxville dugout because home plate umpire Todd Hannibal took a little walk towards the dugout and Coach Rick Reed stood up and said, I'll, I'll handle it. I'll take care of it. I got you. <laughs> and I think he is uh, actually walking into the dugout and maybe having a little chat now with somebody in there. And I swung on a miss by David Hype on his First offering from Parkins. Well, if we had to go back and look, I can't remember the last time Parkins didn't start a hitter with a strike. Um, I've got, he's, that's one, two, three, four, five, five straight, and he threw a ball to uh, Peyton Hankins back in the fourth inning, now foul ball, so still 0-2 to David Height. A couple strikeouts here for Parkins. That's one, two, three, four, five, six. And 10 strikeouts for Aiden. Fouled down the third baseline by, by David Height. 10 strikeouts for Parkins here. Against a team that don't strike out a whole lot. Got a nice day out there on the mound for sure. High. With this, this is with ball one. One and two. Couldn't get David Height to go for that high hard stuff. Same spot, just a little bit high. Maybe a little lower. Two and two the count. Curveball, fouled out of play on the first baseline. Good at bat here from David Heiss. Seven pitches so far. That qualified. That qualified. <laughs> no matter what he does now, that's a quality at bat. Yeah. No swords. <laughs> if, you're, if you're David Heiss, you don't want a sword at this point. Ball <laughs> in the dirt. That fills up the count three and two. Eight pitch at bat so far here for David. No swords. <laughs> And foul tip catches the catcher Cormac Glenn right in the right in the face mask. Is a great job by the home plate umpire. Thomas Hannum. Yeah, I was just going to mention that. Yeah. Giving Cormac a little time behind the plate. Went out to uh, take the ball to Aiden Parkins. Kudos, home plate umpire Todd Hannum. Still checking on Cormac. Giving him plenty of time. Wiping off the plate. Cleaning the plate off. That's good respect shown. Cormac will hopefully return the flavor. Should. Fouled off down the third baseline on the ninth pitch of the at-bat by David Ice. Yeah, hopefully uh, Cormac will return the favor, should you know, maybe catch a foul tip off the bat. You young catchers out there listening. And on the outside corner curveball, that's a beautiful pitch from Aiden Parkins. That was just a nice pitch against a really good hitter. That is three called strikeouts here in the fifth inning for Parkins. No runs, no hits, no errors, no runners left on base. After five pull innings of play, it's United 6, 
Knoxville 2. We'll be back. Back here on the Prairie Communication Sports Network. The ball game, 6-2. United extends a 3-2 lead with three runs in the top of the fifth inning. They'll come back to the plate here in the top of the sixth inning. It'll be the two, three, four hitters, Nolan Leffert, Cormac Flynn, and Toby Turnquist. Is that uh, still Roswell out there? We got a, no, we got a pitching change. Looks like Jason Height. Jason Height is going to come in from his, from his, uh, uh, no, number one. Who's number one? Is it number one? Oh, I think it's number one, right? Oh, yeah, I yeah. got Jason Heights on the, uh, on my roster I got, but that's not. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I had Jason Heights as 11. He's one. Yeah. Jason Heights on the mound coming in from shortstop. And that will send David Heights over to short, his brother. We'll have to check and see who came in to play second phase. How many, uh, what's what's the stats on Jason Heights for the season? Uh, Jason is 3-0 and with a 175 ERA. He leads the team with 30 strikeouts. So uh, he's got a whip of 1.19. Pretty good stats. It will be. He's got the, uh, 30 strikeouts compared to only 13 free passes. It's not too bad. 2-1, to one, a little over 2-1. to one. Two, three, four, four United. Nolan Leffler, Cormac Flynn, and Toby Turnquist. Nolan takes the first strike. Called strike from Heiss. 88 pitches when I had officially, or unofficially, excuse me, unofficially, for Rosal. So he stayed under that 90-pitch threshold. So that will save him a day, at least, anyway. Yeah. Which could always be huge. And the ball get loose from the bullpen down in the United. There's a nice uh, big old couple of trees down there, so I can't see who's warming up for the red storm down there. Ball got loose in the bullpen at goal time. Race back to their spots. One on one pitch to Nolan Leffler. Fouled straight back. Leffler is two for two. Walked and scored in the first and had a couple singles in the second, fourth inning. This Parkins is uh, close to that 90 pitch mark. I got him at uh, yeah, 96. He might as well go to 105 at this point. Right, yep. Misses high, I guess. Two and two pitch, yeah. I mean, you, you got to max out. You can finish the batter at 105. Yep. So, yep. I don't know if you bring him in for a couple batters. You just start getting fresh. So two ways of thinking about that. And a foul tip called, or foul, excuse me, foul tip caught by the catcher, Alex Benakin, for out number one as Leffler goes down on strikes. And that brings up Cormac Flynn. That's the first time Leffler's... Then retired today. Slim is one to three. Doubled in a run in the first inning. Fouled out, flew out. Takes the first pitch up and away for ball one. Slim, a uh, junior, had a fantastic basketball season for head coach Doug Dennison out there. Sure the Red is. Storm. Yeah. yeah. Big, big player for Coach Dennison. Fly ball to right field off the end of the bat. Coming in to make the play is the right fielder for out number two. Boy, they are aggressive as this United Red Storm. Uh, offense. Uh, Leffler took took five, had a five pitch at bat. The last time anybody's had over a four pitch at bat was back in the uh, fourth inning. <laughs> almost an entire time through the lineup without uh, taking a five pitch at bat. Go get it. See it, hit it. Yeah, see it, hit it. Attack mode. Toby Turnquist takes his first pitch for a ball. Turnquist is 0 for 2. Got hit by a pitch in the first inning. Did reach on an error in the fifth and scored. And that three-run inning for the Red Storm. Take strike one, one to one. 
pitch from Heiss. On deck is Colin James, 2-3 on the day. Outside ball two. Last thing you want to do is let, uh, if you're if you're in Knoxville, if your coach Reed does not have Turnquist maybe hit a gap, get to second base for Colin Jennings, who's just red hot the past couple weeks. And a little single right up the middle. It's going to just elude the second baseman and squirt into the outfield. Actually, it dies before it even got to the outfielders. Two-out single by Toby Turnquist. That will get Jenks to the plate. Now, what do you do? Oh, they get a courtesy runner, so now you get the advantage of maybe putting a pretty quick kid out there at first base for your catcher. Toby Turnquist, did they have that courtesy runner for a catcher back in your days? They absolutely <laughs> did not. <laughs> Would you have liked to have had a No, no, runner? I, I, I always tried to, the base. I, yeah, I sure. tried to create havoc out there. And actually, that was pretty quick. Uh, that was a quick change normally. And swung on a miss by Colin Jinx on the first pitch from Heiss. I'm going as the pinch uh, courtesy runner. I again, can't see a number on. It's way too far away. I don't know if Coach Kemner said I had the green light, but I told myself I did. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> all there's a green light involved somehow. So I'm all of this by Jink. Down on the count, 0-2. Courtesy runner not going from first base. That's part of That's the fun of it, man, running bases. That's right. Absolutely. Say it's quicker for the game. I'm not, I'm not sold. And a foul just outside third base. Uh, Jinx stays alive. Colin Jinx stays alive. 0-2 two with two away here. Runner first, top of the sixth. 6-2 United leading Knoxville. A couple of the better ball clubs in the area. United at 13-1, and one, the top seed in their regional. And Knoxville at 9-5, and five, top seed in their respective regional. A few errors today. A couple of ball clubs that don't commit a whole lot of errors either. Swung on a miss by Colin Jenks as Jason Heiss gets out of a two-out runner on situation with a strikeout. A couple strikeouts in the inning for Heiss. No runs, one hit, no errors, and a runner left on base. We'll go to the bottom of the sixth inning. Knoxville down to their final six outs. They trail 6-2 to the Red Storm here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. We'll be back. Welcome back to High School Baseball here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. Back on the mound is Aiden Perkins for his sixth inning of work. Here, bottom of the sixth inning, it will be the three, four, five hitters for the Bullets. Jason Hines, Bo Honeycutt, and then uh, we'll see if Evan Ross will stay in the game. Uh, he'll be the third hitter in the order. Fly ball on the first pitch, found out play down the first baseline by Jason Hines. Three, four, five. If you're going to do some damage, this might be the inning to get it started. Yeah, sure. you're getting short on out, so you got to start making something happen. And called strike. The home plate umpire makes a count 0-2 on Heiss. They don't have to get on Coach Reed. He had, he had Jason now as number 11 on his lineup card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can bring that up. <laughs> Been there, done that with that, though. <laughs> if you start making a lineup, it's hard to tell what goes on that thing. Ground ball slowly hits the third baseman, coming on to make the play and across the diamond, and not in time. Just a little slow number down to Carter DeMuth at third. Couldn't quite get it across the diamond in time. That's good hustle by Jason Heiss to beat out the infield single. Yeah, that's how you get things going right there. Yeah, that's Put the ball in play. Great job. That brings up O Honeycutt. Roswell is on deck now, so he did stay in the ballgame. Our runner on first. Nobody out. Uh, bottom of the sixth inning. 
And checking his swing was Bo Honeycutt. And Todd Hannum says, I'm not checking that either. Yeah, I was kind of surprised they didn't get Dave Asley to check. So Corey Flynn turned around and kind of gave him a look. And Hannum said, no, I'm checking. Go the ball back. Well, no count. Fly ball down to right field. On giving chase, and it gets over his head. Over the right fielder's head. That will send Heist to third, and they'll hold him up there as the throw comes in with a double by Honeycutt. Oh, Knoxville, we talked about this is the inning. If you're going to do some damage, this might be the inning to get this thing tied up, at least make it not so hard on you in right. the second inning, or in the uh, seventh inning. It looks like Parker's going to get taken out. He's getting close. Yeah, he was close to 105. He was at 97. I had unofficially coming into this one. And one, two, there's uh, four, six. Yeah, that would put him at 103. So technically he could finish this batter here. But with runners on second, third, might be a good chance to get the guy in. Looks like it's going to be Carter DeMuth. The third baseman's going to switch over from the hot corner to the hot spot now. Yeah. <laughs> runners on second, third, from the hot corner to the hot spot. What's, uh, what's the new stats on the season for the Red Storm? Well, Carter has an 0.62 ERA. He's one and one on the season. He does not have any saves, but uh, 0.62 ERA. He's got 19 strikeouts to only go with four free passes. This was certainly qualifying for a save for sure. Yes, <laughs> that well runs deep over there. Between Alexis and, and a lot of and <laughs> a lot of low ERA man. Yeah, the pitching staff is quite impressive. And they played good solid defense too. Talking to I, I get a chance to talk to Coach Mullick every Friday morning on the morning show at, at uh, uh, seven forty-five. And of course, I want to talk about all these great offensive numbers you're putting up. Guys at five hundred, and he wants to talk about the one fifty ERA, <laughs> or nine sixty-seven fielding percentage. <laughs> He's a coach. He's a coach. <laughs> That's a right. Coach. Yep. <laughs> they field it and they throw it well. You can do uh, two out of three things well. And when it comes to the game of baseball, you're going to have some success, and they have had success at 13 and 1. Now we have Evan Russell tonight starting pitcher for the Red Storm, or excuse me, for the Blue Bullets. See if he can maybe get himself off the hook here. At least yeah. help get himself off the hook. He can right now, the he's on the hook for a loss. Yes, he is. Time to help the cause. And we're getting a check over to first base here. And I don't know if he missed it. Maybe he thought he missed first base on the double. Okay, that's you know, that's uh, interesting. Yeah. Nobody out. Second, third, go ahead. I would have thought you'd have done that before the pitching sure, change. Sure, before though. the pitching change. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Or maybe it's something they talked about while the hey, did you see this first place? He missed first. Ground ball right back to the pitcher. That will hold the runners. Good play by Demuth over to first as he. Got his runner at third, Jason Ice, to go back to the bag. So that is what I consider an unproductive out for the Knoxville Blue Bowlers. You can't have you can't have many of those down six two. You gotta be productive. Yeah, that's kind of a backbreaker there. I mean, you still got runners in scoring position, you know, second and third base hit gets you within two runs of the ball. Yeah, game. you pick up two here, make it a little easier on yourself in the seventh. As long as you can, you know, get through the top of the seventh that well too. Hankins fouls one straight back. He is 0 for 1, struck out looking back in the second, and then walked in the fourth. Got to pick up. Got to pick up two here, I think. I think so, too, yeah. Got to pick up two. Well, if he could turn on one, because it seemed like on, on Bo Honeycutt's ball, the right field, it just kept carrying. So if he could turn on one here. Popped up, 
I think it's going to drift out of play. Catcher Homer Flynn giving it a look. It does drift out of play. It makes it count 0-2 on Peyton Hankins. What a nice crowd today for, for two good quality ball clubs today. Good crowds on both sides of the, of, the, of our press box. Isn't here. that nice to see? Beautiful. They have their ball games and yes. the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> yes, it is. I couldn't agree more. 0-2 pitch with one away. Runners on second and third. Ground ball to second base. That's going to get through. One run will score. That's going to be enough to get the runner home from second. It's a one-run ball game. 6-5. Big two-RBI single by Pete Hankin. Brings across Honeycutt and Jason Heist to make it 6-5. And tying run at first base and still only one away here. Only one up, yep. Yep, got a 6-1 ball game. You still got to make things happen here if you're Mr. Finley for the bullets. I think we might. It's 23. Yeah, we got we've got... Uh, the umpire's actually writing in the change. It's going to be Riley Jennings, a senior for the Blue Bulls. He's actually uh, one, of the, one of the top pitchers. He's uh, two and one pitching-wise for the Blue Bulls. Hitting-wise, where's Jennings go? He's got a double. Yeah, he's yeah. got a double, eight RBIs. Do you, do you get the runner to second with two away here for, for Dawson Hensley, who's actually struck out a couple times? Well, and, and I wondered about that, but uh, if he's coming in, for Finley and Finley, we've seen Finley get down a, a oh, bunch right. for two strikeouts. So if you're going to bunt, you do it with Finley. Finley, right, yeah. So right, I, I right. got to believe they're swinging yep. away here. Yep. Yeah, good point. So Jennings, first pitch from Demood in the dirt, blocked by Flynn. Very important. Very important to block every one of those in the dirt. Now keep that tying run off off second if you're United. Yeah, I just can't say enough about his composure back there. He's a pitcher's best weapon. <laughs> The move checks runner, runner not going, swung and fouled off oh. by Jennings. Now it is a chance for Cormac Flynn to uh, return flavor, uh, flavor, return favor, and go out and talk to his pitcher. And that's exactly what he's going to do, and give give uh, umpire Todd Hanum a chance to maybe get his breath back. I'm not sure where that got. I think maybe it got Todd in the midsection ish. We'll call it. Yeah, <laughs> midsection ish. Yeah. And you know. Uh, Coach Rick Reed's out there checking on them, too, and they're kind of getting maybe a little bit of a giggle here, so when I say ish, I think you folks might know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you see an umpire go down to a knee, that's never a good sign. No, it's not. And he went to a knee twice. Yes, he did. So midsection ish is probably spot on. Everybody Poor back God. to their spots. Uh, and we'll get back behind the plate, and Cormick checking on him, just like him. Cormick checked on him. And Cormick did have got a smile on his face. You could see it through his mask. <laughs> That's a 1-1 one, one count now to Jennings. Runner still not going down there as Peyton Hankins. And now throw over to Boo. A quick toss over there, but scrambling back in plenty of time was Hankins. Hankins on the season has uh, five stolen bases and hasn't been caught. But again, you got to give respect to Flip back there. I think that's why he's not going to respect to Flip. Flip's nearly a 50% throwing guys out in second. It's probably right at 50 after throwing out Fleischer in the first inning. So Yeah, we haven't really seen the Bullets uh, tempt uh, when, right, since right. the first inning. Sure. You know, when, when, when Breyer was throwing out in second. Throwing that first guy out is so key when it comes to uh, yeah. what teams are going to do. All right, fouled off by by uh, Jennings. So it's a one-two count. There goes the runner. Hit and run, fouled out of play. Good job of protection. Yes, and Jennings uh, has that kind of that inside-out swing. He was going to go right into that second-base hole if he'd have kept that fair. That would have been a, that was a perfect hit-and-run swing with the, with the runner on second covering, or the second baseman covering. 
the bag on the steel. I will see if Demuth throws over. But I saw you. Checks. Hankins. Hankins not going. Popped up out of play. A lot of, lot of pop out. A lot of foul balls today. More than more than usual, it seems like. Maybe it's just me, but that uh, again gives credit to a couple of good pitching staffs here. Not quite getting, not barreling it up. Not a ton of swords, but not a whole lot of barreled up balls either. You are you are correct. There is right. running. <laughs> Single over the second baseman's head in the center, going to third. Is Peyton Hankins. Runners on the corners now with one away. That's a good at-bat by Riley Jennings. Got ahead to count 1-0 and then fouled off four straight pitches. And now back in the ballgame is going to be Keegan Finley re-entering for Jennings at first. Great job by by uh, Riley Jennings. Going to get a high five from the third-base coach and also hit coach Rick Reed out to beat him almost the foul line. I like that. Coach Tyler Nelson almost came across the field to, to give him some knuckles. That was just a good, like you said, that was just a good piece of hitting. Now, with uh, now, what do you do? One away, runners at the corners. Tying runs at third with one away. You got Dawson Hensley at the plate. He struck out a couple times. He's squaring to bunt. Takes a pitch outside for ball one. Interesting. Interesting because the runner was not breaking. So this was a safety squeeze. This looks to be Hunter Mulvey. Oh, yeah, you're right. Up, yep, up to back yep. now. It isn't Hensley. It's Hunter Mulvey. Okay. First and third. Swearing again. Gets the bunt down. Right the third is breaking. He's going to run right into an out. He missed the tag. Flynn just missed the tag. If the ball was out in fair territory just enough that when he got it, the runner sliding across, which was uh, nice to get a number. It's uh, number three on the courtesy runner. That's Peyton Hankin. Uh, yeah, he was a third, so he wasn't a courtesy runner. Just eluded the tag of Flynn. That ties it up at six apiece. It, well, and you have to, I think, six five, is it not? It's six all now. Yeah, we're all tied up. You got uh, High scored, Honeycutt scored, and now Peyton Hangins has scored. Six five. Yeah, you're right. Yep, yep, yep. So three runs in. Well, we got to five. We right. have to credit Hunter Mulvey with a hit there and an RBI. Yes. Do you not? Yeah, I think uh, either that's kind of a judgment call. You yeah. It's either fielder's choice or a hit. Um, yeah, I guess we could go with fielder's choice. Bunt, so I think they probably get him out. So I'm going to call that a fielder's choice. And then uh, it was a decent bump. It was probably yeah. a bump that he was probably going to be thrown out on. So I'm going to get fielder's choice. They still gets the RBI. Gets the RBI. Gets the RBI. Tying run at second base now. Yeah, I was all messed up. I'm, my math. I didn't have my shoes off, apparently. 6-5. <laughs> still leading by one. Squaring again is the nine hitter. Alex Van Aken takes a ball. So, yeah, if you're, if you're Coach Rick Reed, you're going to bunt until they get you out. So you prove you can feel the bunt. They've already thrown, I think, uh, was that Knoxville or United that threw away one bunt attempt? That was uh, a little a number out in front. It wasn't really a bunt. Squaring again is the nine hitter. Takes a strike. Flynn throws down to second. Skips to the center field, but not going. Is not nearly far enough. You get to run from second to third. Just kind of throwing it around the infield right now. One and two. Our runners on first and second. The count is. I wish I'd get the umpire to. I think it's two and zero. Yeah, I'm not sure. Not yeah, I'm not sure he attempted either one of the bunts enough to, to get a strike called. I'm not sure. This, oh, that's the scoreboard. It's out there, but yeah, they got O two. Never mind. Alex has got to get this ball into play. Yeah. 
to not let that guy from second score right. to keep this a one-run ball game. It's easier to manufacture one run than it is two. Yeah. You know, John Smith is, is got to pull down here. What are we looking at for Smith on the season? Well, he's, he's only thrown an inning and a third, um, so we don't have a whole lot of stats on him. Uh, he's got a zero ERA at that, I can tell you. <laughs> but uh, just two strikeouts compared to no loss. But like I said, he's only thrown an inning and a third. But uh, he looks pretty confident out there. Smith the junior. And now uh, with only an inning and a third, this is going to, this can only, again, this is a non-conference game. It's two good quality ball clubs. And I know there are some people I've talked to that have been looking forward to this ball game just to see, just to see uh, kind of where they stand at the moment. They're not in the, they're not in the regional. They're both in different classes, but it's just a good Saturday ball game. And now John Smith's going to get some experience with runners on kind of a, uh, what they call it, a high pressure situation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> High leverage situation, whatever it is. Uh, and I don't know if Toby Turnquist is even available or, or Nolan Leffler, but uh, Coach Mullet just said, here you go, son. Don't let anybody, no. don't let anybody score. Right. <laughs> Your job is not, not let anybody score. There is, what, two outs here. There is two outs here, so we just got to get Heist. David Heist will be the hitter. He'll be the ninth man to come to play today. The Red Storm have a game at West Central on Monday, and then a doubleheader against Princeville. they got Mercer County next week, and then they end the Robo Weaver, so they got a ton of conference games coming up. So I was just looking at that, so I don't know if that plays into today's decision or not. But John Smith, here you go. David Heiss with a runner at second base, takes the first pitch for a strike. Two away, seven, six, five runs in the inning here for the, the uh, Blue Bullets. Trailed 6-2 entering this half inning. Looking ahead, United has the 7-8-9 hitters for them on offense takes ball one. So one and one. Crowd got into it here in the last uh, couple of hats here. It's, of course, both dugouts, have, both dugouts have been into it. Crowd's starting to get into it now. And taking a strike on that outside corner. One and two now to David Heights. You said it earlier, though. This is a really nice crowd on both sides. It is. Like the Good program. That. Yeah. One-two pitch runner going. And stealing third, taking for a ball. Good call there. Get somebody in motion here with one, two. If you get thrown out, you start the next inning. Should United tie, you start the next inning with David Heights, two, three, four. Correct. That's good move yeah. there. Yep. And now it doesn't have to be a uh, anything crazy to get that run home. And a line drive right to third baseman, drops it, throws across, just in time. What a nice play over there by Duluth. Who is just who came in from third to pitch, got taken out, went back to third. So you've been throwing a little bit. You're already kind of your head. I just gave up a, a bunch of runs. Yeah. Nice play by DeMuth. Yeah, a very nice play. He stayed composed. In the inning for the Blue Bullets, five runs on four hits, five hits, excuse me, no errors, and a runner left on base. As we go to the seventh inning, Knoxville is taking the lead. 7-6 over the United Red Storm. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Back here at Billy Notes Memorial Ballpark on the campus of Knoxville High School going to the seventh inning. The Blue Bulls trailed 6-2 heading in the bottom of the sixth. Come up with five runs on five hits. Take the lead 7-6 as Jason Ice is going to come out and try to. He'll get the win now. Yeah. He can get the win now. Yep. Well, and uh, that means Bravo is off the hook, obviously. Yep. So. Bravo's off the hook. He will keep his 
unblemished record intact. As we said, uh, Evan came in with a 3-0 and record. He'll leave today with that 3-0 and record. Marker Cassie is going to lead things off here in the top of the seventh inning for United. Trailing by one. Going to try to manufacture one here with the seven, the six, seven, eight hitters. Parker Cassidy, Carter DeMuth, and John Smith. Carter, or Parker does have one of the three, one of the eight hits for United. They takes the first pitch for a strike. Parker singled back in the third inning. He has struck out and then had a, uh, a nice, nice sacrifice bunt back in the fifth inning. And oh. straight back and it caught poor Todd. Higher Todd Hannum again in a bad spot. Oh, boy. Maybe he won't go do another game later today. Yeah, he's going to – normally the catcher would go out and spend some time. Todd's going to go out and give the ball to the pitcher and take his own time. I'll take my own time. Yeah, that's a tough that's a tough spot back there. You guys do a fantastic job. I've been saying that for years. Yep. Yeah. No comment. Oh, two hits, two. Parker Cassidy from Jason Heiss on the way. Swung on a miss. Out number one. First out is the biggest one, I think. Always the biggest, for sure. That will bring up Carter DeMuth. Try to keep United's hopes alive here. John Smith on deck. Smith's two for three. DeMuth has reached on a fielder's choice and scored in that three-run fifth inning for United, but he's also struck out a couple times. DeMuth, out straight back. Got a good cut at that one. I don't see uh, how deep this ballpark is. I don't see the, the uh, feet sign on it yet. Just deep enough that it, it, it kept me in play. <laughs> 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 oh, one pitch to the booth. Ground ball fouled on the third base line. So Ice has just come in and thrown strikes here. Five strikes, five straight strikes here to start the seven. Doing his job. He could move on to four and oh. I mean, good well, job. Technically, yeah, you get the win and the save. Yeah. I mean, technically. Yeah. <laughs> Take strike three, outside corner. Second strikeout of the inning. That's three straight for Jason Heist, dating back to the third out in the sixth inning, and that brings up John Smith, last hope for the United Red Storm. And he can help his Yes. Boy. Not getting ahead of ourselves, but if Coach Reed were to get the tenth win today, what a big one it kind yeah, of is. Yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah, this is this is they hadn't been playing good baseball. They lost two in a row, swung on a miss by oh. John Smith. They lost two in a row. They lost to Galesburg five to one. No shame in that. No. Lost to Havana another good ball, put a four to three. Right, right. Haven't won since Rockridge back on May eleventh. So this would be a good shot in the arm heading into the final full week of the season. Found out of play by Smith. See if he can get on for AJ Jinks then somehow get rolled back to the top of the order where, you know, the averages are, are, are astounding. Yes. And some of them have even gone up today. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Ball to third baseman. That's going to be a tough play. And throwing him out. What a great play by third baseman. That is Bo Honeycutt. That was just a little dribbler up the line and just beat Smith by about half a step. And that's the end of the ball game. I didn't think he had a chance. Nope. That's a wonderful play. I was actually to myself and almost said it out loud, just eat that, just eat that, because the last thing you want to do is throw off balance Correct. down the right field line, and then you got a runner in scoring position yeah. in my mind. 
Actually, if I was coaching, I'd have been, just eat it, just eat it. But it, you're talking, nice yep, play. and we'll go on to the next guy, but that was a very nice play. For the third out of the ball game, your final score. What a good ball game we had here on the Prairie Communication Sports Network. I think it lived up to everything that I thought it was going to be coming into it. I've been waiting for this one all week. 7-6 for Knoxville Blue Bullets. If their 10th win on the season to go to 10-5, and five, Red Storm dropped to 13-2. and two. That will stop their six-game winning streak. And they'll head into the last week of play before regionals with a whole slew of Lincoln Trail Conference ballgames. They've got seven games between now and June 1st, or June 2nd, technically, with a doubleheader on June 1st. They've got a lot of ballgames coming up. United is going to, or excuse me, Knoxville is going to try to get some games in. They had a game against Abingdon Avon canceled next week. So they got a big doubleheader on Monday, which even if you don't have the official standings, kind of between the two ball clubs, that is basically going to be your South Division Prairie Land Conference winner, or North Division, excuse North, me, North Division yeah. Prairie Land Conference winner when you got a doubleheader against Elmwood Brimfield. That's another big one for them on Monday. Yeah, it most certainly is, yeah. We're going to take a short break, come back, total up some stats, and try to try to maybe go back through that bottom of the sixth inning for the Knoxville Blue Bulls. We'll be back in a couple minutes here on the Prairie Communication Sports Network. Back here on the Prairie Communication Sports Network. Got a good ball, good high school ball game this afternoon here from Billy Nose Memorial Park as the the uh, Red Storm come, or excuse me, the, the Knoxville Blue Bulls come back from a six-two deficit in the bottom of the sixth for five runs and hold on for the seven-six victory. Good ball game between a couple of two quality teams that I expect to fully expect to make nice postseason runs in our area. And some uh, a couple of ball clubs you're going to want to keep keep track of, folks, if you're just listening for sure. Uh, joining Tony, joining Tony Wyman and I here on the post game show is Knoxville head coach Rick Reed. Coach, what what a good ball game between two good high school programs. Yeah, the, the United's really good. They really put the ball in play. We played some Western Big Six schools, and they probably put the ball in play as well as they did. And you know, actually, I thought the Rosal kid pitched way better than his line showed. We had some uncharacteristic bad defense that we normally don't play. I mean, there was a couple tough plays. There were plays we usually make. So I thought Evan kind of got a it looks worse than it really was. Well, you know, we, we, you and I talked, and Tony and I talked the entire broadcast on, on the outstanding job that the pitching staffs have done, and something that probably didn't get noticed was as good a, too good of defensive teams as we had here today, and maybe neither team hadn't played for a while, hadn't played a whole lot with the rain, maybe that had something to do with it, maybe just, you know, the, the hype of two good ball clubs. It was a little sloppier than I thought it would be coming in. Well, if you really think about it, the first, what, two or three, four innings were sloppy, but then when it got to sure. time to exactly. plays, everybody started making plays. I think early in the game, we kind of come out a little flat. There was some senior day stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I thought we'd come out kind of flat, and we were just kind of going through the motions. And then I thought as the game got I thought as the game got going, I thought we really started grinding out at bats, which we didn't do early in the game. And I think that made it tough. And then their first pitch was pretty good, but we finally got him grinding out and have to make pitches. And I, that's tough on somebody. I've seen it on the other side. A couple of questions for you, Coach, um, and I'll let you answer them in however order you want. But, one, on the last play to end the game, are you telling Bo to stick that ball in your pocket? Absolutely not. You know, he, he is a player. He is a He's an unbelievable defensive player. You know what? We'll take our shot. If you can come in and make that play and throw it like he did, I'll take it any day. We, we practice that all the time, and he's that kind of player. Well, I'm all for that. Because we, we had the discussion up here. You know, the last thing you want to do is throw that thing up the line. 
Well, I didn't want that to happen. <laughs> no, no, no. And put, the, put the time you're on second. You know, you, you, you got the nine. I think the nine hitter was, was coming up next who, who was like over three, I think. Uh, yeah, I would scream up here, just eat it, eat it, eat it. No, I, I practice that play, and he makes that play all the time in practice. He had one earlier in the game. I think he pulled he pulled the first base up, and he was mad at himself. And actually, our first base was a little bad hammy. Yeah. So, on a normal day, he might have been able to make sure first play sure. hold on. Sure. Now, if he throws it up the right field line, are you saying eat it right now? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, so I yelled that from the time. Started that play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one final question, and I don't know if you've spoken to Coach Nelson yet, but I'm dying to know what he said to Breyer before that at bat because Breyer had a, a, a laugh on his face, almost like Tyler told him a joke, and then he goes out and laces one out to right field. I'm not, I'm not sure what Tyler told, but I, I can tell you a lot of what he said. Middle away, middle away, middle away, because that's what we preach, and we've kind of got out of that the last four or five games. Well, you've seen what happened. They got back. The Honeycutt kid hits the big double. Yes. Flesher hits the triple down there. Actually, I thought that ball was getting out of here. I did, too. It kept going and kept going down in the corner. And I had mentioned to Sean that I said, I sure would like to see him take one to right field because it seemed like right field was carrying. It's funny because that's all we practice. That's our swing, our swing, our swing. And we kind of got away from that. We kind of got back to it. What are you, you going to take out of this ball game today? The, the one thing that I'll take is our seniors stepped up when they had to. I brought the highest kid in. I debated. You know, do I do I pitch his brother? I'd like to, and I can. It worked out because I can pitch him Monday now because I kept him under thirty pitches. But the way the highest came, Jason came in to pitch, I thought he took the mound in the sixth inning and said, "I'm here," and I thought he closed the door two solid innings. Yeah, I mean, and this is one of many good matchups you're going to have between now and the postseason, and you need as many close games as you can get. Absolutely. You know, we always we always talk about no wins better than another way. I just want to get better every day. And if you show up and you play good baseball, see, I didn't think in the first three or four innings we got better. I thought we got better in the later innings because we grinded it past, you know, played better defense. So it was a little frustrating. I was sitting over there a little frustrated, you know, the first four or five innings. I'm like, boy, where's this going? Um, is this ball club taking on the personality, maybe the head coach a little bit? Probably that's probably, a great question. It's funny. Probably takes on the personality of the assistant coach, the third baseman. Because if you notice, I keep it more low key now than you used to see me. Coach. Yeah. So yeah. you know, no, we're know all that. fighters like that, and we're all scrappy, and that's what you know. You got to be grinders, man. This game will humble you if you don't grind. Absolutely. All right. So what's what's the goal here for the next ten days before the regional? Just like I told you in the, the pregame, we we have to get better. There's not a lot of practice time. We have two days in the middle there. Could possibly get a game. I might try to flip a game on the week of regionals just to get a bat. I might throw, you know, guys that normally sure. don't throw a lot. But that's just so I can see the live pitching. Our goal is to get better every day. Win as many games as you can. We got a tough room field team coming up, but that's a good challenge. Challenges are good, and I think today was a key that we got clutch hits. I don't even know how many hits. I don't think it's a bunch, but no, I, I, got, uh, I got you down for seven. Yeah, I got you down yeah, for seven. I'll take that. Yeah, no. Especially from where we started, I thought a lot of them came late, and we did a nice job grinding out of bat. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch uh, both these ball clubs and see how far they're going to go, uh, especially in well, going back to the regional. Something, you don't play until June 4th, which in my mind I'm thinking June 2nd, you got to be done by June 2nd. Not really. You don't play until June 4th. You can squeeze one in So I'm going to try to get one yeah. Monday or Tuesday sure. that week. Well, the yeah, better team be. plays a fourth. The problem is so tough if a lot of other teams play so tough finding umpires. But our plan is to try to do that 
usually when we do that, we try to face a Western Big Six team. A lot of people always get mad at me because they think, oh, what do you want to do that for? Well, oh, you're why not? They're, they're one through seven pitchers. Sure. That would, that would play. So you're going to see somebody that you're going to see in the postseason. Hey, let's don't be let's don't beat around the bush about it. That first round game here at our place on that Friday afternoon isn't going to be easy. That's Rockridge and Alito. We were just talking about that too. This, you can tell it's a COVID year when yeah. Rockridge and Mercer County get the eight nine. And, and the only reason that's the case, I mean, Mercer's a good baseball. Yes, but they had four four games total. So I mean, I was like, what do we do? Right, you know? right. So obviously, at least I wasn't the only guy. That sure. Said, what do we do? And their coach, I know him and one of his former people that coach with him, and he's like, hey, I get it. You know, you right. don't want sure. to yeah. tell anybody, but on this year, uh. Yeah, it was a tough seating here. McComb had only gotten, I think, uh, had only had seven games and hadn't played for two weeks before the seating. So, so that was a really tough, that was a yeah, tough odd to see. I really, I really didn't know what to do. It was probably the worst time. It was probably the worst time I had seating. You know, usually yeah. you have good ideas. Sure. Here's the problem with my seating. I usually play Mammoth. I usually play Rockridge, which I did this year. I usually mm-hmm. play Alito. I usually play Schrar. You know, you didn't get a seating in no. so you're just in the blocks. You just call around, and everybody's kind of the same boat I was. However you want. So that's just how much you can sell your ball club there. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, and, and I was like, oh, boy, how do I say this correctly? And I just said, oh, I started mine by it's going to be a tough year to see teams. I'll, I won't beat around the bush. I think our four stop, so, starters are as good as anybody's around. I'm not saying they won't have a bad game. Sure. They could have a hiccup, but we're as good as anybody around in 2A baseball in this area. I just like to find out we have a politically correct Rick Reed. Didn't he say he was politically correct? Well, he's leaning that way. Yeah, I'm trying. you got to crawl before you can walk. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think it's all the time you spent with the headset on. I think that's uh, yeah. politically uh, yeah. Congratulations, Coach. That was a fun ball game today. Yeah. I knew it would be going in. I was looking forward to this one. It was a win we definitely needed. All right. That's going to do it here on our – well, we'll go through some stats. I don't think we're going to get Coach Moley. It looks like he's kind of loading up on the bus and uh, heading home today. But we appreciate uh, Coach Rick Reed of the Knoxville Bullets stopping by. Fun game today. We'll take a look at some quick stats here um, for the Knoxville Blue Bullets. Uh, Tony, correct me if I'm wrong as I go down through here. i got Brian Fleischer, one for three, a couple RBIs. Of course, he had the big RBI double in that bottom of the sixth inning. What a what an inning that was. Big hit, big hit. And, and we'll give Coach Nelson – Partial credit for that, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might slide down there to see what Coach Nelson actually said to uh, Fleischer before he got that hit. Uh, uh, David Heiss, uncharacteristically 0 for 3. He did have a nice sacrifice bunt there in that third inning, but a couple strikeouts for David Heist, uh, which is at almost matched the season total, I think, coming in. Right. I think that's a testament to uh, sure. Aiden being on the mound for the Red Storm today. I, I, I totally agree. Uh, Jason Heiss was 2 for 3. 1 for 3, Bo Honeycutt. 1 for 3, Evan Ronsel. 1 for 2, Peyton Tankin. Uh, Riley Jennings had a big base hit there in a pinch hit roll in that sixth inning. Yeah, about that one. Yes, that Good was one. that was big hit. Scored a run. Over three, Dawson Hensley, and then Alex Vanaken was over three as well for the Red Storm. Over three, eight Parkins, two for three, Nolan Leffler, one for four, Cormac Flynn, one for three, Toby Turnquist, two for four, Colin Jinks. One for three, Parker Cassidy. Over four is was Carter to move. Two for four, John Smith, and over three, AJ Jinks. Uh, uh, on the United side, boy, you gotta like you gotta like the outing that Aiden Perkins gave you today. Holy cow, what a what a nice outing! Yeah, I, I'm gonna walk away here very impressed with that ball club. I think they're gonna do some tremendous damage in the postseason in one A ball. Yeah, I, I do too. Uh, uh, Jason Heiss is gonna get the win for the Blue Bullets, getting a loss. Gonna be Carter Muth in relief of uh, one of the relievers for Aiden Perkins. Aiden goes five innings, uh, gives up. Uh, let's see where we got. Aiden goes five innings, gives up just a pair of runs. 
pair of runs on a, on a pair of hits. I think I've got some figuring I got to do here. I just gave a couple of hits, just a pair of runs to a, to a really good Knoxville ball club. Good job by Parker. Yeah, I thought so too. I, I, I'm impressed. He looked comfortable out there, and we talked about how many times he started the hitter. Oh, one. We we talked about uh, how big a game, big a win this was for Knoxville. Just United getting some good competition heading into this final week of the LTC. Win or lose, it was, a, it was it was a good day for them as well. Oh, I think so too. I mean, sure they want to erase that sixth inning, but yeah. other than that, they were they were flawless. I mean, they, they they hit the ball well. They came here in attack mode. They run the bases well. They do a lot of things very good. Our next broadcast on the Prairie Communications Sports Network is going to come from Stronghurst on Monday. Got some high school softball. On the BCSN, we're going to have United and West Central. That is going to be another good one here on, on AM 1330 with a uh, 410 pregame show. That is your one and two seats in the same regional going at it. Also in the conference, both battling for a conference title. Both could most likely end up playing each other in the postseason. Yeah. Monday is going to be a fun one, too. Yeah, I think so, too. And, I, you know, I, I really like what Coach McMahon is doing over there for the Lady Red Storm, you know. He, I'm glad he got an opportunity to coach because he's just a wonderful man. Yeah, I enjoy. It. We talked to him Tuesday mornings on the morning show. I talked to him every Tuesday morning about Redstone softball. We've had we've had a good time doing that. Didn't get a chance to do it last year when he got when he got the job last right, year. And right, right. Didn't have to see it, so we've made it for lost time. And then uh, always enjoy chatting with Coach Swiler for the West yes. Central. What a program that is too. Absolutely. That's going to be a fun one. Four ten on AM thirteen thirty on Monday tonight. We got Cup baseball here on the PCSN. 540 with pregame show. It's the Cubs and Cardinals. Always fun when the Cubs and Cardinals get together. Yes. I certainly enjoyed last night anyway. Yeah, you (laughs) Cub fans had to enjoy last night. All right, Tony, thank you so much for helping me out today. I always enjoy doing games with you, and hopefully maybe you get hooked up sometime between now and the next three weeks of postseason baseball. Perfect. Wonderful. I got weekends off. (laughs) And also for Dylan Hefner, I appreciate uh, you producing today's broadcast. Your final score, the Knoxville Bulls come back from a 6-2 deficit in the bottom of the sixth inning to get the 7-6 win. Till Monday, folks, have yourself a great weekend.